Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 241. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go! Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Hint, hint, EarthX is coming out soon. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So it is so good to be back. I want to know, like, how many people started this episode instantly heard Chris's voice, like, oh, oh, thank goodness. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so this is Dial H. This is the first time you're tuning in. Heroclix podcast covers Heroclix-related nerd content, that kind of stuff. But normally we like to start us off with what made us happy this week. Calder, would you like to start us off? All right, I'm going to keep mine quick. Um, WWE SmackDown Live came to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So I went ahead and got that. I got a fourth row seat, which is really great. Uh, almost ringside, but not really. But uh, it was awesome because I got to see, what was it, New Day. I got to see Sheamus the Bar wrestle. Uh, Becky Lynch, she's the man, and she's also my girl lover. She's awesome. Um, it was, no, it was seriously, it was a great night for wrestling. It was a great night for wrestling fans. But this one dude right in front of me caught two T-shirts, and I was so burned at that. I was, oh, I was so mad. Two T-shirts, man. And, like, it just, it, like, look. God, if I would have caught that Rusev T-shirt, not in, like, well, like, you know, cut off, whatever. But, like, oh, it was so, so sick. He got New Day and Rusev, and that really, that really teed me off. I tell you what, like, oh. All right, anyways, but that's, that is actually what made me happy this week. As weird as that sounds. But, yeah, WWE makes me really happy. Had uh, great seats. And even though I was sat next to a Charlotte Flair fan, and she is the worst, um, I still had a good time. Had a great night. So, um, well, actually, real quick, based off of what you just said, it is 2019. This is not technically my first episode of, of a podcast in 2019. Uh, but it's my first episode of Dial H in 2019. So, uh, super excited to be back. But, since you mentioned wrestling... This is the year, man. This is when we get the hero clicks. I hope so. There's nothing like slotted yet, and I'm just I really hope WizKids is get doing something big for wrestling this year. I I'm excited. I don't remember <laughs> if we, we didn't have even a, a real good time frame. It was just announced. It was just like, hey, we got the, the license or whatever. But that it's got it. it's got to be this year. I mean, I like, really why would they gotta... why would they even you know introduce the idea of it if they weren't gonna put right. it out this year? Right. So. Uh, so that's a thing, but uh, the first episode of anything that I was on for this year, podcasting-wise, was uh, the year-end review show at the Rule of Three podcast, so if you guys want to pop over, you can hear more of my sexy voice over on there, so uh, those are really great guys if you don't listen to them, you definitely should be, so go and do that, but here I am back on the podcast, if you don't know about my life, I just got back from... My honeymoon. And, uh, you know, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, I didn't have service the vast majority of the time, so I couldn't do anything on Twitter. I was That's why the Community Tuesdays questions were coming out on, like, Thursdays and Fridays and stuff, because it just happened to be when I got service on a lot of those days. 
it kind of killed me, man. Not having it, not so much like the internet. I don't really care because I don't. I don't really do social media personally. Social media, right? But the social media for the podcast, I really try to keep up on that and read stuff, and you know, and try to research a lot of information for just the game of HeroClix throughout the week, so that we can talk about it every week. I couldn't read anything. I had no idea what was going on. I kid you not. I came back and it was like. Oh, by the way, there's five unboxing videos of Earth X, and I was like, "Oh yeah, ah! <laughs> I don't have time to watch all these now." So I'm completely out of the loop on a lot of just hero clicks in general. So I had to do this like crash course to get back into it. Uh, I did actually get to listen to uh, your episodes. Oh yeah, I was gone. I would like to say, uh, obviously, thank you and love you, Calder Nest for keeping it going. You did a great job, and I wanted to thank all of the wonderful gentlemen that popped onto the podcast, Eric Cave, Danny Powell, Zachary, Zachary Hooligan, and Mr. Clicks. Uh, thank you all. That was really great, and uh, that, that's part of like why we love doing this is because we have this wonderful community that we can reach out to and a bunch, bunch of people that wanted to be on the podcast and stuff like that. I did get a chance to jump onto the Dial H facebook page i didn't know that you put out like a, a call to arms but i saw multiple people on there that were like i'll do it i'll do it i was like that, that filled my heart with joy just oh, to yeah. see that many people good. so you know i'm gonna memorize that list right there if you've never been on the podcast we'll try to prioritize you to the top of that list and we'll see if we can get you on in the near future uh that was just really cool uh would you like to hear about what I did on my honeymoon calls? Yeah, let's just let's keep it clean, Chris. Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I went on a cruise. I was on a cruise for two weeks. I went to four countries that I'd never been to before. So that put me up to a grand total of 19 other countries in the United States that I've been to. What were, uh, what were these countries? And, and that makes it five continents I've been on. So, like, that's just what I like doing. That's my thing. I like to travel. Uh, so Mexico, I've already been there, so that was the first stop. Mexico, then we hit Guatemala, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, sailed through the Panama Canal, hit Colombia, and then went straight, well, pretty much straight north. I got to see Cuba. That was kind of cool. Oh, neat. On my way back to Miami. Uh, it, was, it was a fantastic experience. I loved um, being on it. Like, every minute of it was fantastic uh, with my now wife, Jaylene. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. I got to climb a uh, volcano in Guatemala. That was pretty Whoa. sweet. Nice. Um, it's exceptionally cold at 83 <laughs> hundred feet without like I, uh, I didn't even think about it i was just up there in a t-shirt i'm like oh man it's so, freaking, <laughs> it's so freaking hot down here in guatemala and i set out and i climbed this thing and i was freezing my butt off at the top um i ended up in these like random waterfalls in costa rica so that was really cool and then i didn't know this but you, you know christ the redeemer the gigantic statue and i think buenos aires it's like makes that city famous you know it's an oh right country. yeah so there's lots of those over the world uh, just gigantic statues of jesus uh everywhere there's one in nicaragua what a guy and so i was like well i'm probably not gonna make the buenos Aires anytime soon so we hiked up there to that one and got some really sweet pictures from 
up there. That was fantastic. Um, we won the newlywed. If you've ever been on a cruise, you've seen one of these. They always have like a newlywed and not so newlywed game show. There's lots of like game shows where you participate and stuff on cruises. Okay. We won. So Very that nice. Was, that Very was nice. Sweet. It was also exceptionally embarrassing the things that came out of our mouths. I assume so. I think those are like kind of the purpose is to be uh, super embarrassing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, man. I'm really like I, I was really blessed in all getting to go and do all that and things. So, but you know, like I am legitimately glad to be back. Uh, our our flight. The only bad thing that happened in the entire trip was the night we were like trying to fly home. We ended up in this what was supposed to be a two hour layover in Miami. Ended up being a five-hour layover because of this stupid weather that is grounding a bunch of flights and whatever. So I went from like 80-degree weather. Actually, it was closer to 90-something with like 80% humidity down in Columbia, which was pretty unbearable for someone that's from Indiana. And then went straight back to Indiana where there was like multiple inches of snow on the ground. And I was like, you know what? Don't even care, as long as I'm back. <laughs> so, that's right, that's right. Um, dude, I'm pretty sure I put on like 10 pounds on that cruise. It's like Gosh, all you it's... can eat food, man. It's just like I was working out like every day or almost every day. And you, like I didn't have anything to do while we're like on the sea and there's nothing going on. We're not like, not, like porting that day. So right. I was just like in the gym for a long time. There are days where I was like running five miles and stuff. I was like, I don't have anything else to do. Might as well run. And I still put on like 10 pounds. Hey, man, all muscle. 10 pounds, all muscle, though. It's all in my legs. It's totally guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, I am back. We Let's, let's talk about Heroclix. That's why we're here. Uh, some, some people like hearing about our personal lives. We've gotten emails before from you guys. are like, we really like when you talk about like what's going on in your life and stuff like that. I, mean, I guess it humanizes us or something like that, but... That's not why exactly why we're here. We're here to talk about Heroclix. And, as always, we do that in the news section, so let's jump into some news. Before we jump into news, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta elbow you a little yeah. bit. That was, oh, a, no. that was a cute attempt at a soundboard while I was gone. Oh, uh, that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> that, uh... That uh, the new sound is—it sounds so bad, but it's from uh, a Lego animated video I used to watch all the time. It was the nightly news at nine, and they were like really funny uh, five years ago. Didn't age as well as I thought. Uh, the soundboard <laughs> was was what was what I had at the time. I'm trying to make it work because like our news sound is like generic and not generic. Because I could probably listen to a million different news clips and guarantee I would choose the wrong one if I tried. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not very distinct. I don't know. I've been debating like switching up the soundbite, but I'm like, see, like they, they all sound so similar is like the problem. So, so why even switch it up? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a, you know it's a new sound. You know that this sounds like the new whatever. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> while I was gone, I to my chagrin, I came. I got service and I looked on my phone and there was a brand new Spider-Man trailer that dropped. I know this is not news to some people, but for me it was really exciting. Which looks sweet. Oh my god. Oh, Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal looks good. I'm pretty sure that's Hydro Man. 
in in the trailer. I really hope that's that's Hydro Man, like Sandman and stuff. There's another theory that it's like other people. No idea what's going on, but it looks sweet, and I want to see it so badly. I, I'm also I'm equally as pumped. I'm really excited. The only way you can make this movie better is if Mysterio was, of course, Bruce Campbell. But we're past that. Yeah. So. They, you know, the MCU does a really good job of turning some of the dumbest supervillains into legitimately like they look threatening. They appear threatening. So Mysterio, when I read Mysterio comics or comics with Mysterio in it. I never think that Mysterio is anything that you need to worry about. I'm like, like legitimately, the first time he was in the comics, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man like punched his glass bowl head like one time and he fell down and it was like, oh, save the day. <laughs> Good job, Spider-Man. Um, but in in the uh, trailer, really did make him look really cool. Um, and then Hydro-Man is always terrifying to me. I don't know. I have this like weird fear of drowning, I guess. And he went on a cruise, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> whatever uh you, you gotta live man you, you, gotta, you gotta live you gotta you gotta live uh so i'm really excited uh, the one thing i thought was really weird is the fact that online like all of these um all these articles that i'm finding are not about the trailer they're not like oh let's let's talk about what's going on in the spider-man movie it's all a bunch of people going how does this fit into the timeline? Because is this after the snap apocalypse or is this before? And, and I was like, I don't care. I just want to see Spider-Man. I you're kind of trying, agree. I agree with you. You're, you're trying to milk too much out of it right now. Just It's going to come out eventually. Just give it time. I just want to see. Let's talk about the sweet Spider-Man costume that he's never had before. No one wants to talk about that. I thought that was really sweet. That's a really sweet like red and I, I'm pretty sure it's black. Uh yeah yeah it was it was it was it was really cool I enjoyed Looks it good looked really good okay we got another got another trailer that I didn't know about until like 20 minutes ago so thank you for letting me know Shazam a new trailer dropped like eight hours ago actually looks pretty good <laughs> like I'm, I I guess so that character like Billy Batson was totally invented in an era where it made sense because comic books were their target audience were like eight-year-old boys. Right. So when you have like an 10-year-old boy that can gain superpowers, it hit that target audience. And we know this for a fact, Shazam or Captain Marvel comics actually outsold Superman comics for a really long time. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so like it, he was a big deal. Uh, I just can't get into the idea of like a 10-year-old with superpowers. I don't know. I just like – I know Chris Kurtz out there. He's like, but I love the power pack. I'm like, yeah, but they're all kids. I'm already totally sold. Kids of powers, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> where, where can I purchase your finest beer? I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. I'm done. This is yeah. awesome. That's why I think this movie is actually going to do really, really well is because they're taking a comedic route with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. And it looks good. It looks like a nice little popcorn flick you can take your whole family to. It looks, it looks sweet. It's adorable. It totally was. It really is. It's gonna be great. I. It might be my favorite. It might be my my most hated movie ever because it might totally ruin it. It's DC. They don't have a great track record. I don't know, man. That Aquaman movie is doing really well right now. I actually did finally see Aquaman. I really, really enjoyed it, but uh, it it couldn't be consistent to save its life. Like it got really dark and it got really lighthearted, and then it was just all over the place. Like I loved it, but Aquaman is like Pacific Rim levels of popcorn flick 
Uh, I noticed that, and you mentioned this on a previous episode, they have already announced and shown box art and stuff like that of the Captain Marvel Gravity Feed set for Heroclix that is coming out. I am wondering why we are not getting a Spider-Man one. Why are we? Why did we not get an Aquaman one? And what's going on? What do you think? We oh, dude, after seeing Aquaman, we could have easily gotten an Aquaman one. Like, there's so many characters in that; it's crazy. Uh, more than not, like Spider-Man, but like Infinity War, either Endgame or Infinity War. The fact that we didn't get a box art for either of those. Not box art, but like a set for either of those really bothers me. I mean, the fact that we're getting one for Captain Marvel, which, yeah, it probably does have enough characters to fill out, like, whatever. But come on, you know, an Infinity War cap, a new cool Thor, Iron Man with that sweet armor, a Thanos, like a, like a Thanos with just like one or two gems and a full power Thanos, you know, like a, you know, Groot Rocket, like, ah, it would be so awesome. I'm pretty sure I said this before. But I'm, I think it's still accurate. It has got to be a licensing issue. That probably is the only reason we did not get one of those licensing. I hope, I hope th- that's all it is. That set would have been, like, literally printing money. Oh, totally. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, both of those trailers look really good. We will link both of those in the podcast show notes if you guys are incapable of typing that into YouTube yourself. We try and make it easy for you because we love you. So, you know, we do what we do. But yep. let's talk about this Earth X set that has actually turned out to be fan-freaking-tastic, by the way. I'm super excited about one particular keyword in the set. I want to just go ham into this. Some of these came out while I was gone. You probably already saw them. Maybe not that, Im- not that impressed. But for me, it was brand new just as of, like, yesterday. So I'm like, oh, God, I just I want to talk about these pieces. I know some actual new stuff dropped since last episode that you yep. want to talk about. Yep. So uh, let's let's start off with – I'll just tell you guys what, what the – I'm so excited for. Inhumans. My God, these look awesome, okay? They finally did Inhumans very, very, very well, okay? I was very unimpressed with the Inhumans. The – Multiple sets of Royal Inhumans that came out uh, in that, what, Galactic Guardian set, I think? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. I don't, I don't know why I always do that. I do that all the time. So anyway, those were, like, very lackluster. Very. I yeah. was not impressed yeah. at all. But then this set comes around, and they rectify basically everything that they screwed up before. Now, are they perfect? No. But they're hands down better than what they were. And I'm genuinely impressed. So let's go uh, down the list numerically, number 16. I'm going to read this trait one time. They have the same trait, all of them. All five of them have the same trait. There are more Inhumans in this set than these five. I just want to talk about the Royals. And just because I really, really love the Royals. Um, The Inhumans are super sweet. So number 16, Karnak, no team affiliation, zero range, 50 points with Indom already starting off great. Okay, here is the trait. Terragenesis twice. You didn't know that Inhumans could do that, did you? Did you know that color? No. <laughs> so, once an Inhuman with the latent Kree genes inside of themselves, uh, they get through Terragenesis. They can, but do not always develop powers. They can go through them again, and some of them, but not all of them, will actually go through a second Terragenesis. And it has – so obviously this is Earth-X, which is like 
you know, kind of like Marvel What If. But other characters that have gone through secondary Terra Genesis in the regular 616 universe does include Gorgon, actually. So, oh, all right. So that happened. It was a really interesting story. I can't remember what the name of the storyline was, like War of Kings or something like that, maybe. Somewhere around that time. Yeah, yes, he is mine. So all of them have this. It's really sweet. I really like it a lot. It says, when a friendly character targets Karnak with Perplex, so insert this character's name there, after resolutions, roll a D6. If the result is less than Karnak, click number. Modify the chosen value and additional plus one. Okay, so Karnak already starts off with Perplex. Multiple of the of them have Perplex, but I don't think all of them do. We'll, we'll get through it. So what's this do for 50 points? It's actually really sweet. So charge 11 attack with a special attack power that says everyone has weaknesses. Precision strike. The entire dial has precision strike, by the way, which is awesome. When Karnak makes an attack, if his target's defense is modified higher than its printed value, it uses its printed defense value instead. That's sweet. So sweet. It is good. He does not care about your combat reflexes. He doesn't care about their, their perplex. It's fantastic. So 11 attack, 2 base damage, but he does have, uh, like I said, he has precision strike the whole dial. So 2 clicks charge, 3 clicks of flurry, followed by, and it's 11 attack on the top dial, 10 for the rest of the dial. 2 clicks of perplex, 2 clicks of probs, 1 click of perplex again. So at the end, for this 50-point endom character, you're looking, <laughs> I mean, depending on if you can outwit some stuff or whatever, if they have reducers, but you're like, you can hit a character for four damage at the end, or, or, and this is when the, the trait actually starts coming into effect. You perplex, last click, click number five, okay? You perplex up your damage with Karnak, right? And then roll a D6. And as long as it's less than a five, which is pretty good, <laughs> it's going to go up another plus one. So you're, you're flurrying for four damage with ten attack. Off of oh, a yeah. 50 point character, which is dumb <laughs> with precision strike. It's pretty great. And on top of that, he has combat reflexes with 17 printed defense. He has 19 defense on, on the end dial of his 50 point figure, which is stupid. Like, it's such a good Karnak. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I do love him, though. He's great. Like, especially for. Like, all he did in Earth-X was follow everybody around and be like, eh, you're wrong, and then beat up some Doombots. So this is a really fair Karnak to get, you know, as a representation, just for an all-around, like, solid Karnak for clicks. I really like it. By the way, the Terra Genesis twice trait, it triggers each time you use Perplex. So because multiple of the Inhumans have Perplex, say you want to use it on, on Karnak, you it pump up his damage, you roll. You use Medusa, I think she has it, I'm guessing right now, we'll see. Uh, she uses it on him. You get a roll again. You get a roll each time you use Perplex because when a friendly character targets Karnak. It doesn't say for the first time in a turn or anything like that. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like super excited uh, about that. And that's just number 16. So it's what, a, a common? Yeah, it's a common piece and it's already done. In Sealed, this is going to be sweet. Also, a lot of characters in the set have uh, super senses. That's you, true. You have precision strike the whole freaking dial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm done. You you can take it away on your okay. Shows I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um I hope I hope it's Clea Clea whatever it is supposed to be 
Uh, anyways, she is the Sorcerer Supreme in Earth X. I won't spoil anything for you, but uh, she's 100 points. She has Mystic Scene ability. She has Flight, 8 range, double bolts. Uh, no other special combat symbols, so no willpower. She has two traits, Orb of Akimoto, when Clea attacks and opposing characters. They can't use Shape Change. That's pretty cool. And second trait, for love and knowledge, when a friendly character named Loki is within four squares in line of fire, both characters can use Prison Strike and deal two penetrating damage instead of one when using the Mystic Steam ability. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, oh, even though Mystic's, oh, it's, it's so great. It's I, so bad. Uh, play, <laughs> playing against it, I'm probably going to hate it. But for right <laughs> now, I love it. Like, team her up with these starter fast forces, uh, Hammer of Thor Loki, the one that can come back to life a second time. Don't dude, do it. This is, and that's only 200 points, so 300 point game. Like, it's a lot, but if you, if you're the guy at the venue who always plays Mystics, you've just found your new favorite, like, tag team champions of the world, Clea and Loki. Like, any Loki, really. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what this Loki in the set did. He has a really cool roll D6 power and all that stuff. Um, so he's probably also a great combo, but seriously, this dealing two penetrating damage when using Mystics is uh, terrible. So she has Precision Strike her entire dial, as long as they're within four squares of each other. All right. Uh, top dial, a no-movement attack, phasing, teleport, uh, 11 attack, penetrating second blast, 18 defense, ESD, 3 damage at wit. Uh, she has six clicks of life. Her damage powers go two clicks out wit, two clicks of prob, two clicks of shape change. Her defense is three clicks of ESD, then three clicks of her special defense power, which is defend if a friendly character is hit or replacing the defense value with Clea's. Uh, by the way, on this entire back half, she has an 18 defense. They're hit while replacing their defense value with Clea's. Uh, damage dealt by that attack becomes unavoidable, and after resolutions, heal Clea equal to half the damage dealt. So you can heal her up, like, while you're using this. So she can potentially get back a top click if someone hits someone for eight damage. But it's also, it's really bad, because then it becomes unavoidable damage to your guys. So it's kind of like, if you want to, for some reason, maybe put her back onto, like, running shot. She has a really great third click, which is a running shot, 11 attack, 9 movement, uh, 17 ESD, but 3 damage prop, which is a really solid attacking click. So if you want to do that, that's cool. Uh, she also has, uh, ignores hindering her entire dial, which is great. So shape change hindering, don't care. And, uh, yeah, she gets some force blast and energy explosion later. I think she's really cool. She's one of my favorite uh, previews so far. She's a great sculpt for a rare. She's floating floating around. She has a magic coming from her hands. She was like one of my least favorite characters in the book um, just because how mean she is. Um, but uh, I love her. I love this click. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really annoying for uh, people that don't like playing against mystics, but that's fine with me. You mean she's really terrible until Thor smokes her with Mjolnir in the comic? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so this dial actually is very reminiscent of an old school character that I used to play all the time named Mandarin from the Explosion set. Like, it's really similar. Loved playing it. Major downfall, no movement attack. Hey, what's that special object that came out in this set that gives people running oh, shots? <laughs> oh, God. Why would they make that? I don't know. I know. It's terrible. I know. Money. Yeah, that's, that's how. Anyway, good piece. Um, little little light on the back end. No ability to... At least she can heal, because you're sending, like, yeah. an attack and two damage on the back yeah, end of the dial. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Well, let's keep chugging along. Number 47, the king, the silent king, Black Bolt, is nutso, man. Freaking awesome. Uh. Okay. No team ability doesn't matter you don't need it range eight with one bolt 150 points yeah he's a little weighty 
Good thing people like Karnak are only 50 points. He has two point lines, 150 and 100. The He has seven clicks total, and the 100-point dial starts on the fourth click. All right. Has what the, he has two traits. The first one is the Terra Genesis twice. The second one is only one man can move that quietly. I love this already. When Black Bolt has no action tokens, lines of fire drawn to him are blocked. <laughs> oh my god, it's so awesome. Okay, so he has a special attack power that does not even come into a play until the last two clicks of his dial, which kind of sucks. But the top dial is like almost exactly like one of my favorite pieces. It used to be one of my favorite pieces to play ever, which was Hyperion. With hypersonic speed, flight, indom, precision strike with 11 attack, 18 defense with that pink power, and 5 damage with leadership. <laughs> Why? This is awesome. Okay, it's insane. So you're, and they like all have perplex. He does. The weird yeah. thing, they, they like almost all of them have perplex. Okay, so 5 base damage. With Karnak, it's 6 damage. <sighs> You're not going to roll less than a one, which, you know, they, they kind of balanced it out a little bit, but whatever. Okay, so it, it gets better. It already starts off really good. But unlike Hyperion that kind of drops like a rock and costs way too many points, this one gets better as it gets, like, as he takes damage. So three clicks of Precision Strike, two clicks of Pin Psy. When he gets the Pin Psy, he goes from Hypersonic Speed into Running Shot. His values go for speed with the running shot for the last four clicks. 9, 10, 11, 12. Attack goes 10, 10, 11, 11. Defense is 17, and then on click number four, he does start with that pink power. So that's good, and then that's when his perplex kicks in. Three base damage perplex. Last two clicks, special attack power. Called wound with a whisper, shatter with a scream. Gives him pulse wave. When Black Bolt uses it, he can use improved targeting it ignores blocking, and you may instead choose a number 1 through 5 to be the range value for Pulse Wave. This is so dumb! You, this is really dumb. This really is so dumb. dumb. You just eliminated almost your entire ability to accidentally Pulse Wave your own people. You just increased your ability to single target Pulse Wave your enemies. What? And yeah. then after resolutions, destroy all blocking terrain within the use of Pulse, ra pulse Wave's range. Damage value on click four, five, six, and seven goes three, three, four, five. So on his last click, he can running shot six with a range of eight, but you're probably going to replace it for five base damage. He has perplex. You perplex his damage up to six. You can't fail that roll you can't roll no it's gonna be a seven damage with it's perplex. gonna be seven damage with or a 13 attack however you want to do it if you still have perplex. Yeah, or 13 nuts or both or both, both yeah because all why the not freaking both? inhumans have okay so super dumb super heavy hitter black bolt should definitely always be that just as his character he is one of the more powerful characters in marvel comics with that insanely ridiculous scream of his so yes this is what i like to see out of a black bolt i think they nailed this the dial's a little long or a little short i mean for 150 points but man if you get on those last couple clicks <laughs> oh that just if you are playing sealed and you have to face black bolt 
Make sure you know that he is exactly seven clicks long so you can plan ahead because you do not want to accidentally hit one of your your enemy's black bolts on the click number seven Ooh. because they are going to mess you up. It's going to hurt. It's going to yeah. hurt a lot. So, all right. There's black bolt. Take it away. I'm going to talk about uh, Lady Octopus, another super rare that was shown. Uh, Spider-Verse fans, yeah, sadly this one's name is Carolyn Trainer. Not uh, whatever her name was in the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, she does have one trait, which is signature equipment, octopus arms. We don't know if this is. It is the zero number four octopus arms equipped, though. Uh, based on her ESD for her entire five-click dial, I assume it's going to be something like Giant Reach 2 or 3 and Flurry. And uh, I, I'd almost guarantee that. I wouldn't bet on it, but I'd almost guarantee it's like Giant Reach 2 or 3 and then Flurry. Uh, so, yeah, she has four range. I suppose, but her dial is really close combat orientated until the last two clicks. So, anyways, she has no special combat symbol. She's only 50 points. She's a sinister syndicate team ability. Uh, she has charge nine attack, 11, nine attack, charge nine speed, uh, 11 attack, super strength, 17 defense ESD, three damage or shape change, top dial. She gets an outwit later, gets a perplex later. She holds charge and super strength for the first three clicks. Then she moves on to sidestep energy explosion in the last two clicks. Uh, for super rare, you know, depending on how good the object is, you might be really happy to pull her. You might be really bummed. I know personally, I was I was uh, I was cautiously optimistic when they said Spider Man was going to have a pretty good role in this set. I'm a little disappointed how much Spider Man that like, we didn't just get like Spider Man Family, but we also got like all the Sinister Syndicate redone. I probably would have preferred a new Spider-Man set coming out than them piggybacking onto Earth-X when we could have had more Earth-X. But that being said, all the Sinister Syndicate characters are really, really good in this set. Uh, so it's kind of hard to be mad when they make good characters. Um, but they could be good Earth-X characters. But uh, no, Lady Octopus is really solid. I just can't wait to see what those arms do. Mm, baby, what them arms do. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm genuinely excited for all of the people out there that are huge Spider-Man Mythos fans for this set. It seems to me like this was the the run over from the last Superior Foes set. It feels like, that way, yeah. Like there's There are so many characters in the Spider-Man little microverse because – um, at one point when I was reading all of the comics that I was reading, I, I you find out real quickly that there's like little microcosms of, of universe within the Marvel universe. Like you can read only X-Men comics and just have this one fluid storyline and yep. crazy with all the things. You can read just Avengers and you can read just Spider-Man stuff. And there's so many characters. This seems like run over and notice they're like all different as well. Yeah. Then, then there's not like repeats of the Superior Foes set. And not only that, but I mean, this uh, Green Goblin that we got in this set is just awesome. Oh, he's dumb. He's really good. Like, he's so good. So I'm genuinely like happy that they did this. Also, Spider-Man sets tend to sell pretty well. Yep. So pretty cool. And you'll probably never get another one of these Lady Octopus. Oh, never. Definitely it. never. I, I heard you talking about. Um, one hit wonders on the last episode. Oh right, yeah. This is probably one of them, so get it while you can. Uh, I I want to talk about like the only ever well made Triton. <laughs> the last one was garbage. It was so bad, but this one is pretty awesome. Hundred points, seventy five points, two different point lines. Uh, the second one starts on click number three out of his six click long dial. Also a little short. But I think 
he makes up for it. I'll explain. Todd dialed. He has a dolphin symbol, as you would expect, as he is a giant fish man. The sculpt was sweet. Well, that was one of the. That was probably one of the first, if not the first, sculpt that I saw from yeah. the set. It looks amazing. We were really hoping, and I remember making a comment that I was like, "I hope the dial is half as good as that sculpt is." Turns out, it is. So, uh, Earth X and humans animal keywords. I forgot the keywords on the other ones, but they're all Earth X and Inhumans and like one other one or something. Doesn't really matter. I'm always going to play them on Inhumans anyway. Uh, 10 speed, special speed power. Says charge or hypersonic speed, but only if Triton occupies water terrain. Now, I have a rules question real quick. If you exit terrain, or exit water terrain while using hypersonic speed, you get to continue the action of hypersonic speed, correct? Yeah, you start, if you start it in water, yeah. Okay. You I just end, wanted yeah. to make sure. I thought that's how it worked, but thank you. You're, you're my rules guru. That's why I love you. Uh, he has improved movement, ignores characters, which is great. If you don't get to use the hypersonic speed, you still get to use, uh, you still get to ignore the characters with the improved movement. Uh, he has one other trait other than Terror Genesis twice, constricting coils. When Triton hits an opposing character after resolutions, roll a d6, three through six, which are pretty good odds. Give a hit character an action token, and if that character occupies water terrain, deal them one penetrating damage. Okay, <laughs> why not? I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's cool. You'll never get another Triton that does something like that because of his secondary Terragenesis. He developed a snake body. He has regular legs in the 616 universe, so you're never going to see this again on another one, which is fantastic. Top dial, 11 attack with super strength. 18 defense with invulnerability and three damage with, you guessed it, perplex. <laughs> so, what? What? Now, out of all of them, I'm going to say this is probably the weakest of the five, but he's still not bad, and he's still hands down better than the old Triton. Once he leaves the super strength on top dial, he has an entire dial of blades. Uh, it goes 10-10-9-9-9 on the attacks, which is not great, but he has perplex on clicks 1, 3, and 6. Uh, he has a steady 17 defense, the whole dial past the top dial, 18, and then he has regen on his last click. So y you have an option with Triton here. You can try, you can stay right there, you can use your perplex on other characters with your Triton, or you can just try to heal. If not, you still have flurry blades. With nine attack. Right. So it's probably going to be an 11 attack. And blades. So that's awesome. Like, these characters do work. <laughs> like, they can do a lot of damage. Imagine flurry. Anytime. Have you ever? Have you ever had it happen? Have you ever blades flurried two sixes? I've never been lucky. No. No. I've done it once. Just once. And it was one of the greatest times ever. in the Because in the, you're like, that is so dumb. Of course, for me, in that situation, it was a win more, and I was already winning in the situation, so it was just, like, completely wasted. It didn't oh. at all, but the fact was I did it, and it was awesome. Right. So, if that happens with you and Triton, please message in. You know, if this has happened, if you've blades flurried sixes, just write in. I want to know about your happiness. Tell me the details of it. I so want to know Triton. about your happiness. It's, it's, that's it's such a good... It's super good. He's super awesome, and if nothing else, like I said, his, his sculpt is beautiful. They did a fantastic job. That's yeah. Triton. All right, I'm going to go into like, kind of like this week's preview. Uh, it's Iron Man, so I'm going to start off here. He's number 56. He's a super rare. He's 125 points. He has Indom for his only combat symbol. He has 7 range, 1 bolt. 
He has one trait, and he has a couple of special powers. He's Avengers, Earth-X, Stark Industries, Armor, Robot, and Scientist. For keywords, he is silver-ringed. You'll understand why here in a bit. His first trait is Iron Avengers. The bystanders printed on this card are Iron Avengers. At the beginning of the game, generate two different Iron Avengers. Whenever I'm Iron Avengers KO'd, after resolutions, roll a D6 on a 1 through 2, deal Iron Man 1 on unavoidable damage. So... Uh, I'm going to go into these Iron Avengers, but really quick, why do I want my Iron Man being dealt unavoidable damage? Well, here's here's why. Because his first two clicks, he has zero speed, he has zero attack, he has zero damage, he has an 18 defensive barrier, because it's the whole, he's locked himself inside his manor, his Iron Manor thing. And the rest of his dial is when he goes into the giant uh, eternal fighting, slight spoiler for EarthX, he makes a giant Iron Man armor like out of his house, basically, after he's secluded <laughs> himself. Like, sort of giant major spoiler, but like, it's hard to not talk about the rest of the style. And why I'm sort of like unimpressed with the stats when he gets to the Iron Man or house. But, anyways, uh, his special attack power on his first two clicks is I have a mission for you, which is power, generate, and Iron Avenger that isn't already on the map. So, literally, the beginning of the game, you can get all three. You just power action, make one really quick. What do the Iron Avengers do? I'm so glad you asked. You should know what most of them do. Uh, Steel Bow, which is the Iron Hawkeye, has seven range, triple targets, flight and indom. Spoiler, they all have flight and indom. Uh, he has sidestep, energy explosion, toughness, range combat expert, uh, which is a 6, 10, 17, 2. They all basically have a 10, 17, 2. Only their speed value changes. So uh, Hawkeye, pretty sweet. Uh, great energy explosion there. Next is Monolith, which is the Iron Avenger of Goliath. He has Flight Indom, but giant size, zero range. He has Sidestep, Quake, and then Toughness and Close Combat Expert, which is really cool. Next is Sting. Uh, that is the Iron Avenger of the Wasp. Has four range. Again, Flight and Indom, but with tiny size. And she has Running Shot, Penetrating Second Blast, and Toughness for her uh, powers. So Iron Man, that's his first two clicks. That's what he does. He throws these guys out. They're making attacks. They're doing whatever. Uh, they can carry him, so if you want to get him up in the fray, maybe have someone attack him to get onto that later dial, go for it, which is kind of cool at least. And his special defense power, which is on his third click, is Iron Manor, uh, Big Fist. When Iron Man hits the highest point of opposing character on the map, after resolutions generate an Iron Avenger that isn't already on the map, protected outwit. So this is his damage power that he has for the rest of his dial. He's seven-click long dial. His first two clicks are him sitting in his little diaper chair, you know, hiding from the world. The last five are the Iron Manor. So as he's hitting people, he can generate one. So what you had to do for a power action before, it's just you hit them, you make one. And it's generated adjacent, but it's protected outwit, so you're always making these guys. He has a special defense power. This is a stop click. I'm sorry I didn't read this right away, which is stop invincible. This game, Iron Man can't be healed about this click. So you cannot deconstruct the house and put him back. <laughs> yeah. He can't lay it down, just be like, oh, uh, untransform. No, that's not how it works. So he's always going to be a giant, which is cool. He has running shot up until his last click. So he only has running shot four clicks once he becomes the Iron Man. Or on his last click, he gets uh, Earthbound neutralized, which really sucks. Because uh, he buys you, like, that much time in the book. And then after he uses his cool stop invincible, he gets invincible for one click. And his, like, second iron armor, iron manor click is so much better than the first, only for the fact that he is running shot, still is running shot, but 11 attack, 18 defense invincible, but his damage goes up, just jumps to a 5. Like, it stop click, damage is a 4, then it's, boom, a 5, then it's a 4, and then it's 2, 3, like, damage. It's insane. I think the only reason is, because he's a giant house, like a giant Iron Man, like this is like Stark Tower slash 
his mansion slash whatever, but it's an Iron Man suit that like zords up into his Iron Man. It's it's awesome. I'm really disappointed that it has an eleven attack and then like four damage starting off. It'd be great if it started with a five and a twelve or something, like just really nuts to show this is Iron Man's house. I, all he does is like fight some celestials with it and like fail. Like ultimately, like he buys you like a little bit of time. I don't want to spoil too much, which I've already I already have. But I'm just kind of underwhelmed for 125 points. You know, maybe I have to see him in action. You know, see him hit people and spit out more Iron Avengers, which is always great because he can running shot up, spit out an Iron Avenger. They can attack. You know, I think he's got a lot of potential, but like on paper, I'm not seeing him pull around his like diaper baby weight here for right now. But I like him, but like I'm just slightly underwhelmed is all. You have to admit that those Iron Avengers are super, oh, they, super powerful. For they, uh, they're amazing. No, they really are. Like they're No really, doubt. Really nice. I like it a lot. Especially that Sting, man. Ooh, yeah, she's good. She's That's just annoying. <laughs> as, as Wasp should be. Incredibly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, have you noticed that there's a lot of printed five damage in this set? There is an odd amount of it just, like, spattered around dials. It's yeah. really insane. Hulk starts off with uh, top dial five. Right. Black Bolt's got some Black five. Bolt, yeah. Iron Man has some five in there. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Good stuff. It's good stuff, man. I'm really liking it. So, All right, Gorgon, number 59. Yes, they, they made, I think, what, three of the Royal Inhuman Super Rares. Yeah. Why? Because they hate me. Me, personally, the, the world is against me when it comes to WizKids, but uh, whatever. Uh, Gorgon is 125 points or 75 points. He is seven clicks long. <laughs> He's dumb, too. Go figure. Yeah. and humans. Animal keyword. Uh, the 75-point dial starts on click number three. Top dial, he does have – Yeah, well, he has Indom. And top dial, he does have two special – Powers, one on speed, one on attack, base four damage, 18 defense with the pink power. Terragenesis and Budding Heads. Budding Heads is another trait. It says, modify defense by plus two when attacked by a character using charge or hypersonic speed. <laughs> yeah, okay, why not? Because that's not good. Uh, also, it doesn't say, it, it says, when attacked by a character using charge or hypersonic speed, meaning... The, they can still be using a ranged attack with the hypersonic speed. It does not say that it has to be a close combat attack. So right, that's true. Don't forget that. Obviously, the charge is going to be with the hypersonic speed. does not. Okay. Special speed power. Bullheaded. Charge. By the way, I love how they gave him ram horns. So cool. Uh, when Gorgon uses it, the charge, you may choose to not have his speed value. If you do, he can move only in a direct path. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, we've seen that power before on, like, rhinos and stuff like that. It's a decent power if you can line it up and things like that. Good stuff. 11 attack with a special attack power called Trample and Gore, which hands down the coolest named special power in the set for me. <laughs> Trample and Gore. Trample and uh, Gore. Quake, when Gorgon uses it and hits more than one character, choose a hit character and roll a d6. Increase the damage dealt to that character by half the result. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not good. Especially if you can, um, yeah, 11 square charge quake if you're in a direct line to do, oh, I don't know, 
five damage. So here's probably. like the terrible part about that. Like what's really bad. If he single targets quake somebody, it's four, and it's increase the damage dealt. So if you roll a six or a five, you're single target quaking for seven damage from eleven squares away. Which ignores hindering and destroys blocking terrain as he moves to it. It's so dumb. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I did miss the improved movement. Ignores hindering terrain and destroys blocking terrain as he moves through it, so that's fantastic. That's that is such a good like juggernaut or rhino power oh, that is. they totally threw on Gorgon because why not? Interestingly, the only inhuman that doesn't have perplex. That is true. That is true. Weird. Okay, so he has those special powers for the top three clicks of his dial. Um, and then he goes into some well, kind of. It's kind of a lackluster rest of the dial. Yeah, remember. it's it's kind of bad. Um, it, it just goes into like charge and regular quake, and and it's kind of boring, honestly. So try and try and just like, I mean, alpha strike with him, and if you can just get off one of those seven damage attacks, yeah, yeah, do it, buddy. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm really happy they made Gorgon like really good or Gorgon really good because he's my favorite in human. Like that's just like a fact, and I I gotta get this guy to play him. I think in battle royales. And um, I haven't seen much TK in this set, uh, but maybe in Sealed, he can do some amazing things. For sure in Battle Royales, he's going to destroy people. Uh, just a reminder, uh, you know, Karnak gets past his plus two defense, which is really cool. Because, like, uh, Gorgon and uh, Karnak kind of big butt heads, like, actually in comics. Because Gorgon's, like, more of a think first, or, sorry, shoot first, think never kind of guy. And uh, Karnak's very, very tedious with his planning and whatnot. And so it's really cool that Karnak could charge up, and then he, you know, he... Gorgon can't positively modify his defense value. I really find that neat, uh, how that all works together. Gorgon's going to be great in, uh, in Battle Royales. Uh, uh, to my next pick is Venom Black Panther. Uh, just because he's a Venom chase, I feel like i got to talk about him. Uh, they haven't shown off the only Venom chase that matters, which is Venom Captain America. So we're talking about T'Challa, I guess, if I have to. Uh, Wakanda Forever and all that jazz. So he has Avengers, Wakanda, Monster, and Ruler. Uh, he has improved movement, ignores hindering terrain, and elevated terrain. He has the alien symbiote trait, which is to shape change, and he automatically breaks away. He has the call and help from the Venomverse. If you don't want, know what that is, I'm not going to explain it. It's just call and help from the Spiderverse, but Venom. He has another trait, which is at home in the shadows, stealth. So he's got traded at stealth his entire dial, which is awesome, and uh, especially with improved movement and ignores hindering. His special attack power that he gets in the middle, just so I can read off things. So he starts with charge, 11 attack. Blades Claws Fang, 17 defense, super senses, 3 damage without wit. He has no special combat symbols and no range, so Black Panther with no Indom kind of hurts you a little, but he's only 75 points, and you can kind of feel like Cap's probably going to be the leader of the Venoms, so you know Black Panther does get leadership after he drops his outwit, but uh, it's not not too bad to worry about. So he does have Blades Claws Fang in his entire dial. He has it printed on his first and last click, 6 click long dial. His middle Blades Claws Fangs is... Blades, Claws, Fangs, comma, Poison, comma, Quake, comma, Steel Energy, period. <laughs> yeah, how dumb is that? All right, so he has Blades, Claws, Fangs, Poison, Quake, and Steel Energy, the entire middle part of his dial. When he has some sidestep, he only has one click of charge in that middle part of his dial, which is he gets charged super senses on that click, which is really cool. He's so he's so dumb. Like, that 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 damage, that, sorry, attack power is really dumb. Now, he only has a 17 defense his entire dial. He has some combat reflexes spattered in. So unless they ignore hindering, like a certain certain sorceress, Supreme, uh, they can just like just probably one-shot this guy almost. I mean, six clicks is gonna be hard to one-shot. Gorgon could probably do it. But like he's a little he's a little squishy, 
but his attacking prowess and if he can, you know, get off some good healing and whatnot, like he's he's really good. Especially with that symbiote trait, like he has shape shape super sense to stop dial. He has plasticity, so when he charges up to you, you are next to him. Sucks to be you. You hit him for three damage or whatever, like two damage, boom, you just put him on combat reflexes. Where'd he go, dum dum? Like awesome. This guy. It's it's gonna suck to have this guy stuck next to you. Uh it's really gonna be bad. I think he's awesome. What I really like is that you do not see this very often in this game, the double up on same clicks of Quake and Steel Energy. So, man, if you roll well and you hit, like, four people at once, hey, guess what? You're probably on top dot. You're healing a lot. A lot. Uh, that's that's not good. Oh, and he also has you know, sidestep during that, so you can, you know, there's, there's nice movement placement. Uh, you, that's, there's some strategy there. He's a good piece. I really like him a lot. Okay, last one. Last one for me. Medusa, number 60. Oh, Lord. This is a good one, too. 75, <laughs> 75 points. Three range, one bolt makes sense. She has uh, tactile hair. Her second trait is called Lethal Locks. It gives her plasticity. Giant Reach, three. Telekinesis as free, but replace all six with three in the text of the power. She can use telekinesis for free. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they cut it down from six to three. Who cares? She still has telekinesis for free, which means you can do exactly like this is so, so well designed. She has a special speed power. She's probably not going to be attacking that much. I'm just going to be honest. They rolled Medusa, her character, and Lockjaw into the same dial. Fantastic. A uh, special speed power called Lockjaw's Tuning Fork, because I'm pretty sure Lockjaw's dead. In- oh, he's dead. He's super mega dead. Yeah. Yeah. So his Tuning Fork does what? Exactly what you would think a freaking Lockjaw Tuning Fork to do. Says free, improved movement, ignores characters, elevated, hindering, blocking, passenger, two, but only to carry characters that share a keyword regardless of flight symbol move up to three squares so you can free move you can free tk and then if you want you can probably also attack i mean she does have oh i don't know 11 attack with three damage (laughs) what so bad uh she has five clicks long the speed power for the tuning fork is the top three quake for two precision strike for three entire dial of uh, super senses she has leadership on top dial because we don't already have enough leadership, so let's let's take let's take some uh, action tokens off of let's see Black Bolt. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh my God, it's good stuff. She does also have Perplex, but it is on her last click. Uh, Ten attack with Precision Strike and two damage. So okay, so the Terra Genesis thing, it's it's gonna be hit and miss. It is because not all of them have like it on top dial, which really you don't really want it on top dial. Kind of, I mean. Perplex on top dial is good, but it's not going to work. It'll just work as perplex. This is what it'll Yeah, be. right. But it won't trigger the, the, the trade. But this is so dumb, man. I just want to point out. Here's what you can do. With, uh, grab grab uh, Black Bolt with Medusa and move and put Black Bolt in front of Medusa. And as long as he doesn't have action tokens, 
you can't draw lines of fire to him, and as long as they can't avoid characters for targeting purposes, you just block line of fire to your own Medusa using your Black Bolt, which is dumb. This is so good. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really interested to see like how they're gonna rule it, right? All these half dials they have is that gonna be their click three? Is it considered click one? I assume it's gonna be considered like click three or something because that's printed on the dial. So it might be interesting to see like in a Bizarro game or something when they all, except for Gorgon because he's terrible play dial, but like in a Bizarro game they would all start in their back dial. They'd be on click seven or five or whatever. They'd all have perplexed. Most of them do. Like that'd be pretty nuts in a Bizarro game if. Like, that is sort of how it's supposed to work. Same thing with the split dials would be great. Uh, second thing, I don't know. Uh, Lactose Tuning Fork, I wanted it to uh, wanted it to help uh, tune my piano. That's what I wanted it to do. Um, I'm really disappointed I can't stick Medusa in my piano and make it sound beautiful. That's disappointing. Disappointing, Whiskits. Another dumb little thing that you can do with just Medusa, uh, use your telekinesis to grab a friendly and yank them to Medusa, and then free action move away from people with the Lockjaw's Tuning Fork. There's so much placement you can do. It's nasty. Yeah. Is what you can the do. the free right. TK is nuts. It's dumb. It is. really is. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. She's only 75 points. I don't know like how much this piece will get played outside of Constructed, but for an Inhumans team, you know... Regardless if you're playing just like Earth-X Inhumans or if you're playing like old, older pieces and stuff like that with the Inhumans making a theme team, this piece will get played just because it's dumb for Inhumans. Like it's super stupid. Um, also, if you do want to play one of the older Inhumans, I don't really know why you would want to from the Guardians set. They all had Perplex. Right. That is true. They all had Traded Perplex, which is really cool. They have Traded Perplex. You could, I'm pretty sure you couldn't use it on damage, but... Still really cool for triggering the Cherogenesis twice trait. Super good. And then the last thing I want to say about it, and I I had to say this because I pointed out so many times in the past where WizKids has had some major like downstairs mix-ups on like this team should add up to exactly this many points. So you can play it on a constructed team that's this many points, and it'll be like 425 points. And you're like, what am, what am I supposed to do with this? Thank you for, for ruining this for me. All five pieces if you didn't add them up, add up to exactly 500 points. There you go. It's a nice, easy, round number. Super awesome. I loved every bit of the Inhumans as soon as I saw them. It's super fantastic. I, I just I have to get them. They're probably going to be the only thing in the set that I actually get. I don't really want anything else in the set. I'm not a huge Spider-Man collector or anything like that. But, man, these Inhumans. Gotta love them. They are good. They're really good. Is that, is that news, Chris? That sounds like it's news. Oh, I thought you were going to do one more. But oh, like, what? no, that's it. I, I do not want to talk about, like, Rose or, like, the whatever other preview there was. Yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm excited for EarthX. I'm going to buy pretty much all of it. I'll probably collect all EarthX characters from the set. The Spider-Man stuff, uh, probably not going to collect. Get a few here and there. I'm excited for the Enforcers. Honestly, the set can't come out soon enough. All right, I'm super excited, super excited, and yeah, that, so that's news. Uh, let's move on. We Things are weird this month. Normally we, we do this at the beginning of the month, but we'll do it now. Uh, that way we get it in, since we did have people rank up in the heroic rankings. If you don't have your own heroic ranking, what are you doing with your life? Do you not love us? 
do you not want to buy me a cup of coffee? Because that's uh, the amount of what it could you could be working towards your heroic rank for as low as a dollar a month. Do you want to buy me a cup of coffee? That'd be great. Okay, so, but dial H. We work off the value for value model here, and our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, jump on our Patreon, guys. Get your heroic ranks like citizen, vigilante, protagonist, and then you can get a wonderful ceremony dedicated specifically to you as you rank up through the hierarchy all the way to super fan of the Dial H. Uh, uh, you're, you're like royalty. You're like you're like my Inhumans, but for the podcast. <laughs> so we really okay. Sh- shut up. You're supposed to agree. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that, Chris. I thought you were my hype man. All, all the time, <laughs> dude. All the time. All right, let's do this. Oh man. Let's get ready. Or the. <laughs> That's the hype man. That's the hype man. That's what we got. That's kind of a. That's actually better than the the theme song. Oh, it totally this. is. Someone just. You needs know what? Yeah, actually, you just do that in the background. I'm gonna do this. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Moving. Actually, getting their title for the first time in Dial H history. Citizen. Ronnie, Andrew, welcome. Uh, I, I re- we really appreciate you, man. Welcome to the Dial H community as a citizen. You will always be recognized as a citizen until you rank up past that. Really hope I didn't already do this for you. I completely lost track of where we were in the hierarchy over the last like month and a half. So maybe you got two, but if not, congratulations. And then moving from citizen to vigilante, we have two people. Uh, Benjamin Umansky. Congratulations on your, uh, you got promoted, good sir. And also, Brian Bachman, you got promoted. You are now both vigilantes of the Dial H podcast. We really appreciate you guys and being part of the, the community and stuff like that. So, you guys are awesome. We love you. Calder, you want to say anything? Love you, babe. <laughs> that's that's uh, why you're the sexy That's it. That's exactly hand. it. That's exactly it. If you, have, if you didn't know, I did also go through Terragenesis twice. I'm actually now a anthropomorphic talking cow, if you couldn't tell. Mm. That's just for you guys. Don't know where that came from. Felt like saying it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you want to move into the community? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Every week. Except for this last couple weeks. Like, sort of. <laughs> uh, sort of every week, mostly every week. We put a community Tuesdays question up on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, you guys can jump on and, and answer those and be part of the community and stuff like that and give us wonderful things to talk about. This week, the community Tuesdays question was, do you prefer more restrictive formats like scenarios or more open-ended like plain modern or golden age and why or why not caller what do you think what's your answer i am um, i really enjoy just like golden age go crazy go ham but honestly more than anything else i really do like restrictive formats ones where it's kind of like what can i figure out that's going to be really fun and work around these really weird prerequisites in order to like make an actually good team like there's a lot of hard ones like b movie shock the turtle like fun ones like that that are Difficult to build around. Some are not. Some are. And I, I really enjoy restrictive formats. Honestly, if I just played really crazy restrictive stuff, because certain figures can have a chance to shine. Like, if you're playing 300 modern every week, you're going to get tired of it, you know? And with these restrictive ones, you can see, like, oh, wow, okay, well, Lashina is on your team. That's 
that totally just completely stumps me, as opposed to, who cares, Lashina's on your team, you just, pew, shoot her, dead. Like, what, what, like, what are we doing here? Why is she here? Like, it lets other characters shine. So, 100%, I love more restrictive stuff. Okie dokie. I think I've mentioned this multiple times in the past. Uh, I'm not really one of those people that wants to show up and play 300 Modern all the time. I actually, I think that's too restrictive. Uh, I really want, like, I want my opponents to use their imaginations in teams and make it, like, fun and zany and stuff like that. So, whatever the format that it would take to create a very diverse group of hero clicks used, you know, the more random pieces you see, the more it makes me happy. If I see a piece that you was it came out, like, five years ago, slapped down on a table because someone, like, really likes War of Light. Was that five years ago? Three years ago? Uh, like five years ago, yeah. Uh, that, that's fun. I mean, I just really like it. So, I mean, play what you want to play, but I just think it's more fun and, and it builds better communities when you're not bringing cheese, I guess, to the table. So, that's my answer. Uh, take it how you will. You want to start off on Facebook? Absolutely. Uh, so, Susan Christian Bogan went ahead and said, depends on the restriction. For me, I like name theme teams or comic book cover team builds. I play a lot of open formats as well and enjoy building unique teams. Either way, I just enjoy playing clicks. That's a good answer. Good answer. Citizen Ben Jones said, uh, as most of my games are home games, that's the best way to play this game, by the way, I enjoy the chance to mix it up. At the moment, we have been trying 400-point teams. The other thing I am trying is building from a set, two teams, 300 and 600. Last set we did was Uncanny X-Men. Next time, it's what if versus Elseworlds. Okay, so that was like constructed but within the set. That's cool. Interesting. Really yeah, cool. it might force you to use a bunch of random stuff you never would. Oh, boy. Uh, Aries Edge said, I like restrictive sometimes. Makes it harder to build and challenges people to look at figures and to critical think more while creating teams and combos they may not have thought of before. Also, certain restrictions make people build with figures they might not usually play. That's a great answer. Vigilante Benjamin Umansky said, uh, high point scenarios are the best, but anything above 400 is good. Yes, sir, I agree. Some people would be like, man. It's a lot to keep track of. Uh, Matt Thomas. Well, I told you. I told you one time the highest point game of Hero Clicks I ever played was like thirty six hundred points. That's just so much. That's just so so <laughs> many figures awesome. on the board. It took days. Oh jeez. Good lord. Uh, Matt Thomas said, "Open ended gives me a chance to experiment with teams and figs that I haven't played yet." Okay. Loyal Miller said, "I like themed games because it puts your team building to a test." 300-point modern is a great, but I like higher-pointed matches as well, and a lot of my play group play groups restricted nights are more points, which is nice. I think that 300 is really just for a time management thing at tournaments. Oh, it totally is. Totally is. Uh, I just remember where was that? Uh, Matthew Armour. Restricted formats make for better gameplay. You get to see a lot of fun teams. Okay. Chris Kurt said, I like both as well. This game has too many pieces to not add some restrictions for flavor. Okay, I see the point. For sure. Peter Zachary, open-ended is fun. However, I tend to gravitate towards the same stuff once I get free reign. The format is more structured, has more experimentation. One of the coolest teams I made was a Christmas Carol-themed team with four different versions of Scrooge with a penguin and the three ghosts of Christmas. I really like that. Uh, I love building around like holidays. They have like a... St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, Halloween, Christmas builds. Those are so, so fun. 
And I have to agree with you, Zachary. They're, they're great. Okay, we have Superhero the Ruffian, Little Plastic Superheroes, said both can be fun. Our group switches it up quite a bit. Last week we played a New Year's theme where all the characters had to be a combination of 2, 0, 1, or 9 in the set number. That is super that's interesting. Really, that's really crazy. Because now you're like, these are combos that you would never think of before because of how crazy specific that restriction is. It's not restrictive necessarily, but it's just so specific is what's cool about it. Uh, so, so could you – so I guess he put commas between each of the numbers, but you couldn't use like – Piece number 20, because it's the first two numbers of the set? Maybe. I would hope so. You could use pieces like 19 and 20. I I would hope you could. Like, something like that would make sense. Yeah. But if it's just... Open it up a little bit. You'd end up with, like, really weird point totals. Oh, that's that's probably true. Uh, Chase McCall said, I played one that was really fun called Time Warp. Let's do the... No, sorry. Let's not get into that. Basically, your team had to include eight clicks. That was from each version of Heroclix. So, REV, old base slash carded figures, you know, with the weird squared cards that just hurt. Uh, Oreo base carded. <laughs> uh, the modern... Well, they're not rounded edges, man! Anyways, they're just weird. They're weird cards. Uh, the modern oh, modern oh, carded... Oh, wow, wow. oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> and the bases are so hard to turn, those ones. Anyway, uh, another was Here's for Hire. When you got three coins and you had three characters on your sideline that each cost a value of one of the coins to bring in for a turn, like someone that costs one coin. It's basically like you can call in someone, but you'd use one of your coins as like a call in. So it's kind of like, hey, if they don't have an ID card or whatever, I can call the character. And that's kind of neat. So I realized I did that without actually intending to do that. Um, Kawawa is Tagalog equivalent of like, oh, poor baby. And Jalen and I say that to each other all the time. We're like, oh, kawawa. I didn't even try to do it. It's it so weird. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Vigilante Collectible said, I like the super specific scenarios that force you to do some creative team building. Otherwise, half the people who show up just bring the cheesiest cheese they can cheese. You need to. You should have at least put the word cheese in there four more times. Hey, man. Whatever fun. <laughs> <laughs> you fondue you, bro. You fondue you. Uh, I like it. Jeff Poyer said, as a judge, I enjoy coming up with scenarios that I hope will interest my players. As a player, I like building for the scenarios that other judges come up with. So that's pretty cool. The last answer that I have on the Twitters is from Clicks Roadshow. Said, I'm a fan of theme games. Our group likes to build comic cover teams regularly. Love it. I'm really happy how many answers you got on Twitter, especially since you like put it up like Friday, which is awesome. So I'm just going to rattle through the rest on Facebook. Clayton Williard said, I prefer a restrictive format that changes every week, turns a game into how to break this week's tourney. Uh, the man from Finland, Tiemu, said restrictive. Doesn't have to citizen. be. Citizen. 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 Tiemu, excuse me. That's called a German podcast, guys. Yeah, no, it's pretty rough. <laughs> uh, doesn't have to be super restrictive, but usually each of these unique-ish, you know, compared to 300 Modern, only really varies based on what you play at any given time. Wayne HeroClick said restricted. It requires more thinking at team building, and it also gives more gratifying when you manage to build a solid team. Brian Pulling, when I say I like variety, when it gets more and more restrictive, I stop wanting to play. Like 500 golden named theme says it's great, but it's 500, you know, no characters over 75 points. Your force must contain like six other things. I'll get annoyed. Actually, yeah, we recently played like a 500. Your character has to be 100 or like between 100 and 200 points, which was an awesome tournament, by the way. But yeah, so I see what you're saying, like not too restrictive. 
David Herberger said, I love building teams, good restrictive formats, usually allow for creativity. My favorite is probably RPG style formats. However, sometimes I just want to play new figures and restrictive formats can hinder the figures that you want to play. That is very true. I think after a new set comes out, I think it's good to play like 400 golden, you know, after you play sealed or something with that set. I, I'll tell this to every venue. If you want to do a 300 modern or a 400 golden after a set comes out and just be like, it's 300 modern. It's not practice or whatever. It's just 300 modern guys. So people can play the set or like even 500 modern or something like that. I think that's really important because so many characters in EarthX are very specific teams and not just for EarthX, but for any set, you know, you want to play those figures. So if you get like a 400 points general and his minions build and you're like, I guess I'm playing Hydra and the Hydra minions, I guess like, I don't want to do that, but anyways. Uh, last two, J.R. Smith said, I like both equally for the same reason. No matter what I'm doing or what I'm playing, I'm having fun with friends, and that's what matters. That's such a – that is such a um, – like, it's a good answer, but it's so, so touching. It's like, hey, I'm having fun. And if you're not having fun, hey, what's the point? And last but not least is uh, Steve Schultz, 300 Modern or 300 Modern Popper. There is no other formats. I love a – I love how we got, like, all this, yeah, Restricted's cool. I really enjoy it. And then right at the end, 300 Modern, 300 Popper. Don't even talk to me. There's nothing else. <laughs> I don't care. You had Dr. Doom on that, I guess, sir. It was so... <laughs> Complete totalitarian. Uh, it was great. I, I love it. It was just like, nah. Pretty sure the general consensus, though, is that people like using their creativity to build random weird sets and or uh, teams and see if they work. So I love it. You guys do what you do. You keep coming at it, and we appreciate it. A um, couple wrap-up things. One, it has been confirmed, obviously, but this happened since I was gone, uh, that the chase theme is venomized characters. So just... To keep people on the straight and narrow, I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure it was protagonist Michael Miller that made the bet with you, Calder. Yep, yeah? I would say so. About that. I would say so. so, I would say so. Calder wins. Just saying. <coughs> wins. Ah, all right. Mm. Next thing. I forgot to mention this earlier in the news was uh, Punisher dropped season two on Netflix. So I don't know if anybody out there is watching it, but if you are and you're enjoying it or you've already binge watched it all, it's been out a couple days, tweet us. Let us know. If it was good, I'm going to start watching it as soon as we wrap up with the podcast tonight. This guy. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting. I, I, dude, i got to catch up on so much stuff. There's a lot. But, there's a lot. There's a lot to catch so, up on. I don't listen to music. I've I've said that before. What a loser. I know. Shut up. <laughs> I don't even – I listen to podcasts while I work out. Like other people actually have told us. I don't know why you listen, want to listen to us while you work out, but I understand listening to podcasts instead of music. I get that mindset. So didn't have access to the internet. And then all of a sudden I had access to the internet. My phone downloaded at the, downloaded 47 episodes of podcasts at the same time. Nice. As soon as I got, I was like, oh my God. So I have like, I'm on a mad dash. I have like all of my podcasts turned up to like 1.5 speed. I'm like, got to get through all of these as fast as possible. Going to be honest, if I ever like miss a week of a podcast, I'm like, uh, what's the title? What's the description? I uh, delete it. Jesus would spit you out, Mr. Oh, Lukewarm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Just kidding. He'd probably like you. Yeah, I hope, Jesus. I hope so. Um. <laughs> okay, uh, we also have a Jedi Legends Hero Clicks tip of the week. Ayo. Help you, I can. <laughs> Take you to your destination, I will. He linked a GIF for this, and it's so mesmerizing. 
which is from uh, Gravity Falls, right? Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's just a dude throwing a smoke bomb at the ground. That's not just some dude. How dare you? That's, that's Stan. It? Oh, Stan. Stan Pines. Stanford Pines. Or is it actually Stanley Pines? Anyways, get confused. Anyways, Stan Pines. Jedi Legends. <laughs> Poomph. That's his onomatopoeia that he just randomly put in there. Remember, the opponent has negative one to their attack if they're in your smoke cloud marker. That is something that I actually used to forget all the time. And then finally, one day, it, it eventually clicked, and now I always remember it. So remember that. It could change a game for you. That's very true. Definitely could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, good one. it's a really good one to remember. Very sorry for forgetting all of yours because I'm not a Twitter guy. Really sorry for that. Really sorry for forgetting all sorts of stuff. Uh, we also had a scenario from Eric Caves. I'm gonna like throw that up on the Facebook. I'm not gonna say it right now, uh, but it was pretty Citizen cool. Eric Citizen Caves. Eric Caves. Man, I'm so terrible at this podcasting. So happy Chris is back. <laughs> Look at this. Like Chris is like he's here, guys. I love this guy so much. So happy he's back. Ah. Uh, so yeah, is that about wraps this? I wanted to do say one more thing. As I'm gonna be going to a HeroClix RC Regional Qualifier. Uh, this set next Saturday, whatever Saturday, February 9th is, I'm going to that one. It's in Kenosha, Wyoming. I wanted to say Genosha. Love Star Wars. We're on, we're on Jedi Legend, man. Thinking about Star Wars all the time. So Kenosha, Wyoming, ROC, regional, February 9th. I'll be there. I'll see you. You can beat me at Heroclix. Let's do it. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not. I've seen you play. Oh, that hurts my feelings so much. You're you are the reason we lost at or at a uh, origin. One hundred percent not true. <laughs> uh, you can tweet in and tell us how much uh, you, Calder sucks at HeroClicks if you feel like it. Um, at at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Dial H. Uh, I saw that we are like. Are we getting close to, like, 800 likes? Yeah, so we just destroyed, like, throughout December, I was at, like, 695. And I'm like, I don't want to make a post saying we're getting close. Someone just might unlike it just to be, like, funny, haha, you know. But then all of a sudden we just, like, smashed through 700. And now we're at, like, 740-something. 749 right now, which I think is awesome on our Facebook likes. Loving it. Uh, We need more Twitter followers. Hashtag Twitter Army. Thank you, Kirby Ronnie, for always... Always saying that on uh, on Twitter. We appreciate that. You can send us an email at dialh4heroclicks at gmail.com. Uh, real quick, I did not get the chance to thank Chris Kurtz. Uh, he sent me a Christmas present from my kind of my once list. I realize it is all the way almost it's almost over in January, but it's the first time I got to talk to you guys officially. So thank you for sending me three outriders. I really appreciate that. It's going into my Thanos army, my Black Order. Love it. I really appreciated that. Um, and then I think the last thing that I had I wanted to talk about, Calder and I were workshopping this in our heads uh, before the podcast, but last episode, Zachary Hooligan was on, and he mentioned that he had a flagship store that he worked at in, I believe he said, Michigan. So here's what we kind of want to do. This is This is a race. To claim your venue for your state. We're doing basically a Dial H 50 States initiative where you, the faster you get it in, the faster you're likely to get picked. For each state, we will choose one venue as a, uh, a home base, if you will, for the official home base of your state, of your venue. Uh, we will also do this for 
every country outside of the United States for the whole country. The vast majority of our listeners are in the United States. That's why we're breaking it down for the United States. So if you live in Germany, for example, or whatever, you want to claim Germany, just tell us what your venue is, where it's located, and you will, we'll put you on our list as our, as our initiative. You are our home base in Germany. So I thought that that might be kind of a fun little thing to like claim your territory for for dial h stake your flag if you will caveat uh if you do not attend a venue you are not eligible for this okay i don't want you like claiming a random country right and you know i'd be like well i couldn't get california so for vietnam i'm claiming vietnam like if you don't if you don't go to that venue and participate at that venue um yeah, don't don't tweet us or message us on Facebook. But I thought it would be fun, so uh, I guess we'll see. We have a lot of listeners in California, so who's going to be the quick draw on that is what I'm interested in. And Calder and I are going to compare timestamps and stuff to see who who got California. <laughs> I'm really curious because there's a lot of people in California. Uh, and yeah, like- and we have a bunch of people up in Canada too. So like, you get to claim the country, you get to claim the whole freaking Canada. So. You know, you better be quick on the draw. Claim Canada. Oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> claim Canada. Claim Canada. That's a reference to South Park. Oh, okay. Um, sure. With, with with different words. Because um, we, we love our Canadian brethren. Hey. And sisters that are up there. Hey. We, we have you. Hey. Okay. I'm a, a, hey. um, I'm done, I think. I'm pretty sure. Do you have anything else you want to throw in before we... We sign off. Nope. That's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dial H for Heroclix. And, as always, Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Ma, ma,